1: Two goalies, one Mike. Episode 84, I am Cullyless. Uh, he is on the ice. Uh, this is kind of like a last-second thing, short notice. So sorry for those who want to hear Cully. I apologize. But we have from Bardown Buffalo, DJ Mock at The Real DJ Mock uh, here to join us to discuss topics at hand. The Brad Marchand six-game suspension, rightfully so. He is a scumbag and absolutely deserves it. For the sucker punch and high stick to goaltender Tristan Jari out of Pittsburgh. And then we're going to get into some Olympics. The men tournament started today. Huge upset in their Olympics debut. Uh, first time ever playing the Olympics. Denmark upsets the Czech Republic two to one. Um, And then we'll obviously we'll get into a slate of games that'll be going on over the next couple days. Uh, A lot of eyes on both the U.S. and Canada. I think Canada is probably the heavy favorite in this tournament, if you ask me. Obviously, Buffalo's a lot of stock in that between uh, Devin Levi, uh, who's having historic season, uh, you know, close to very, very much like what Ryan Miller did with Michigan State. When he won the Hobie Baker, numbers are very, very similar to his. And of course, first overall pick, Owen Power. And then we'll get into the hiring of Martin St. Louis, NHL Hall of Famer. One of my favorites growing up, uh, again, by the Montreal Canadiens as the new head coach. And uh, we'll get into the Rocky Wertz comments uh, at the Blackhawks Town Hall. Uh, I got a lot to say about that as DJ does too. So DJ, uh, we both had some digestive issues leading into this. Uh, yeah. hence why we got started so late. <laughs> I think, I think between bo- be- both me and you, it may have entailed five to six bathroom trips over the last 45 minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough go, but I'm ready to rock. Hopefully, uh, if I disappear, we'll know why.
1: Yeah, I know, man. I, uh, I, I didn't even eat anything bad. I had some mac and cheese and uh, a couple of sandwiches earlier and like, it's nothing that I think would have disagreed with my stomach, but Jesus Christ, man, like I, the natural disaster was happening in the bathroom for the past half an hour. You know, I, 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 I think we're, I think we're golden. I think we're good now. So uh, nothing, too, nothing too much to worry about, but uh, let's get right into it, man. Um, obviously again, you know, we'll start off with the Olympics, uh, big two to one victory by uh, Team Denmark uh, over nice. the Czech Republic today uh, making their Olympic debut. And then uh, I know that you were looking at the Olympic schedule between tomorrow and the, uh, the next day. Sorry if you some squeaking. My dog is uh, wants is craving attention right now. Hey, quit it! <laughs> sorry, guys. Down the dog's restless at nine forty eight at night. <laughs> uh yeah so yeah, if you DJ can you give us a quick uh rundown of the slate of games between uh over the next 48 hours.
3: Yeah so later on tonight in about an hour and 10 20 minutes uh we got Latvia and Sweden. Uh tomorrow at about let's see 3:40 in the morning for all you early birds that can't sleep uh Slovakia and Finland. Uh 8:10 in the morning so if you want to go into work late and watch some hockey there is United States and China. And also Canada and Germany. Uh, yeah. And then late tomorrow night, again, Russia, uh, Russia Olympic, Russian Olympic Committee versus Denmark. That's a weird one. I don't know the team Russian Olympic Committee.
1: So- uh, it's in 2014 at Sochi. They were banned for doping. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So yeah. they're not allowed to use Team Russia. It's uh, the uh, Russian Olympic Committee. Uh, so it's Team Russia. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I, I would say um, all eyes are going to be on Team USA and Team Canada. Again, Buffalo has a ton of stock in Team Canada. There are some names you will recognize at Team USA too. Maddie Beniers, Seattle Kraken, uh, first-round pick. Uh, Brendan Bryson, uh, prospect for the Vegas Golden Knights. Son of Papryson, uh, who is the agent to Jack Eichel, uh, who orchestrated, helped orchestrate the trade between Buffalo and Vegas. And just a few other names, too, um, Abdicator being one former uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, draft pick. Uh, and again, this is the first time I think it was I think it was said between since 1984, maybe 1984, 1908, that that the U.S. has fielded a team full of amateur and college players. Not a single current pro, hot, pro player on the team, I believe.
3: Was that the Miracle?
1: No, no. Miracle was in
3: 1980. 80.
1: OK. Yeah, yeah. Come on now.
3: I know that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's but yeah, like the roster the Raya, yeah, the roster is very young. It's it's good to get these guys some of the, some experience doing this. I I like it. I'm interested to see how they play.
1: I, me too. I, uh, you know, I'm, I love the Olympics. I love any type of international play. It was bum- a bummer to see the world juniors get canceled, obviously due to COVID. But uh, I'm excited to see what uh, these kids can do at the, on a national level or national level, international level. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what Owen Power and Devin Levi can bring to the table, see if they can win uh, you know, team Canada, you know, a medal. Uh, which I would expect they at least, you know, they they do make the medal rounds and, and win a medal. So um that being said, I think the subject that everyone wants to talk about is of course the Brad Marchand suspension announced today uh six games. Um he had an in-person hearing for his uh roughing slash high sticking incident uh with Pittsburgh Penguins goaltender, Tristan Jari. Before we get into that, I'm just going to share all of you with you right here real quick. What exactly happened in case you've been living under a fucking rock for the last 24 hours.
3: McAvoy's drive a save by Jari. And he took a Billy Smith, uh, Smith swipe at somebody. Smith, a couple of bids. Marshawn bangs away. And Jari makes yet another series of saves and Marshon is hot.
1: a good stop able to squeeze it with the left arm taylor hall had an opportunity in there our comes in with a right punch to
2: the side of the head of jari i got reaction from all the penguins as well as it should and then Marshaw went as you know he's trying to
1: continue to go after jari he reaches up with his stick and- yep So, uh, that is the incident that took place last night, uh, in Boston. Um, Tristan Jari, it all started with Tristan Jari finding a uh, Pittsburgh fan in, uh, in the, uh, in the crowd. And he tried to cradle a puck and throw it over the boards for him. Marishan, like the scumbag he is, skates by. Uh, wax the puck off his stick, which is kind of funny if you think about it, because you know, yeah. you know, I, I don't mind some personality in the league. You know, I mean, whatever. I'm sure the kid got a puck eventually. Yeah, you know, but then to you know a response like that, I'm sure Jari said something to Marshan to make him go off, probably in response to the incident between periods. But like, still, like you sucker punch him, and then. As as the ref is trying to you know skate you away, you throw your stick up at his head. Like this guy is lucky he didn't get ten games. Like he's lucky he only got six. Yeah, he's got a history, too.
3: Yeah, I'm uh I'm actually more upset when I watched it and seeing it again. I'm more upset with uh, I'm old enough to remember Marty McSorley. You know I don't I know he didn't like go like this and try to kill the guy, but you know the stick is a weapon. I, I you know that's that's dangerous, man. I don't I don't like that at all. The punch in the head, it's whatever. Uh yeah, that's Marshawn being Marshawn. But that that other the stick was you know that's that's a weapon at that point. that that's you gotta be careful. I don't know. I don't uh I'm Marshawn's just a piece of shit. So <laughs> he is what he is.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. He definitely is a just a giant pile of shit. But for me too, it's like I don't know, man. The punch in the head is, is garbage. You know, I know there's you know you know, fightings and hockey and whatnot, and like but I mean he, first off, Jari doesn't see it's coming. Secondly, he's a goaltender. Yeah, you know, like I just I you, you can't condone that, and I need a better reaction out of Pittsburgh for that too. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone's
3: not gonna do anything.
1: Yeah, you know I mean, like I don't care who's on the ice, man. You see your goalie get sucker punched in the side of the head and and fall and, and fall all on all fours. Like there needs to be a better response. I don't care who's on the ice, whether it's Crosby or the biggest tough guy they got. I'm not even sure who that is anymore. It used to be Mike Rupp, yeah. but.
3: Did it, I mean, was it flashbacks of Lucic hitting
1: Miller for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not the first time a Boston Bruin took liberties with an American-born goaltender. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no it's no happened responds. before. We know that all too well in Buffalo. What's <laughs> uh, so such, such a scummy, scummy move, I'd imagine, that the next time they play. I know. Now, I know um, sometimes, you know, you don't get the response you want right away because obviously both teams are uh, pushing for a playoff spot. So I wouldn't expect it to be, like, all out right away. You know, we're, you know absolute melee wherever the game takes place you would expect you know if the game gets out of hand score wise yeah I would expect a response but I'm trying to bring up the uh, the stats here for uh um to see the standings to see where how far apart how how far apart um Boston and uh Pittsburgh are in the standings uh but I, I have to imagine that that would take that would play a part uh, dj and whether or not there's a retaliation
3: yeah I, I definitely agree with that um let's see bruins have 55 points penguins have 64
1: yep so i mean they're not the, the, the two different divisions uh you know atlantic and the metropolitan but like you know th- Granite, like playoff, playoff, there are playoff implications in these games. You know, every point matters, especially when you get into the second half of the season, post all star break, you know, you're not going to want to put yourself in a situation, especially with Boston being nine whole points behind Pittsburgh. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you're going to play even further behind the eight ball. And, you know, now you don't have Marshan for six whole games. He's is a huge piece to your team. You know, when he is playing at, his highest level, he's near MVP caliber type of player. And mm-hmm. to not have that guy for six games, that's huge. Like yeah. you, you don't want to lose a guy like that. And yeah. yeah, definitely. what drives me nuts about Brad Marchand is he's so good. And I don't great, Don't get me wrong. I like the antics too. You know, it's true. He, you hate, you hate his guts, but you'd love to have him on your team. But for me, man, it's like, how many more, how many more points would you have a season? If you weren't spending as much time, as you do in the box or suspended, you know, like, Absolutely. you know, you could still do that and not spend all the time you do in the box or suspended. Like you will be for the next six games.
3: Yeah. in the, in the few games that they didn't have him earlier in the season and him and Bergeron were out with COVID, you know, I don't think the Bruins won during that stretch. Nope. Um. So that's where some you lose six games without Marchand, you don't, you don't point, you know, you got to hope to get a point per game at that rate. So it it could be a huge down the stretch right now. You know, like you said, every game's important in the second half of the season, and now you don't have one of your most skilled players because he's an idiot and can't control himself, and uh, you know you could be in some trouble in a few weeks.
1: Yeah, and I'm try- I'm trying to look at. I-, I remember I was looking at it earlier. Um, he has a long history of suspensions too. Um, oh yeah, I know he's only like he's like two months removed, I think, from his last suspension too. Something. um Uh, The last time he was suspended. I'm looking right here. um, Staring down another suspension. Here it is from NBC Sports. I'm looking here. He has been suspended six times for a total of 19 games. And he's also been fined three times. His longest suspension came in 2011-2012 when he low-bridged Sammy Salo in the first meeting between the Bruins and Canucks since their high-intensity and you know, dominated. Yada, yada, yada. But, uh, again, suspended six times before this. You know, another time for elbowing R.J. Umberger. Another time, you got five games for Lowbridge, Sammy Salo, as mentioned before. Now, now this would be his longest suspension. Two games yeah. for slew footing, Derek Brassard. Uh, three games for clipping Mark Barrowaki, And then uh, fines. And the guy has paid $2,500 here, 5000 there, 10000 2000 5000 so I mean I'm not a math whiz, but that's ten, five, twenty, twenty-two, uh twenty-four thousand five hundred dollars this guy has paid total in fines. Not to mention, you know, uh when he is suspended, uh how often um when he's suspended, how often uh, you know, how much money in game checks he's losing then. Uh, we lost dj there for a second unfortunately we got him right back though uh but as i said before the guy has been fined twenty four thousand five hundred dollars over the course of his career and now been suspended seven times uh you know i mean you can't afford to lose a guy like that for an, a long pot of t- amount of time and like i said I, I think he's lucky he only got six games here
3: yeah i think and he he's he's got to be smarter i mean he's a talented hockey player and you're 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 only you're not good at you're not helping your team by being suspended it's you, you got to realize that someone has to talk to him and be like, yo, dumbass. Like, why is, why is up here? You're too talented and you're too important to the team on a, on a nightly basis to do stupid shit and get suspended for dumb things. Like, there was no reason that he could have chirped you. know? Yeah, like there was, like, no, there was reason. no reason to do what
1: he did. There's, There's no, no reason. reason.
3: He has to be better. He has to think better than that, that he he's going to hurt his team in the long run by doing dumb shit. And he, he for whatever reason – he's not clicking. I don't under, I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's a, he's a frustrating player. Cause he is really good. Like you said, he's a, he's a talented hockey player and to be that dumb and to not be able to control yourself in that in the moment is outrageous, especially this many times.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, you know, and you know, the leadership group in that locker room, obviously Chara isn't there anymore. But you do have Patrice Bergeron, who was just named captain uh, this past – was it this past season? Yeah. Uh, or was last year or this last year. Season? But, like, I know P- Bergeron isn't, like, the type of guy who's going to stand up and rah-rah everybody and get in people's faces. But it, he's got to be the guy. You got to, like, sit him down. Like, listen, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, what What was the point of this? Yeah. Like, yeah. why? Like, like, like why? Because he said something to you? Like, you're an adult. Grow the fuck up.
3: Yeah. I mean, even if not, even if not, like, Bergeron, why is, like, even a guy like McAvoy, I would look at him as a leader in that locker room and a tougher guy, you know, like, get in, get in, get in Marshawn's face and be like, what are you doing, you idiot? Stop.
1: It's got to stop. It, ha- it has to. Like, I mean, you know, you could, honestly, without him for the next six games, you could have, honestly, that's going to affect you in the standings. Yeah. You know, he, he is he is the type of player that means the difference, that is the difference between winning and losing on any team. 100%.
3: 100%. As much like, as you hate the guy, he's 100% that guy.
1: Yeah, you know, I would love to have a guy like him on my hockey team. And I'm looking, trying to look up his stats right now. Um,
3: I'm looking up their next six games. Their next six games are they got Carolina tomorrow, uh, the Senators on Saturday, the Rangers on Tuesday, Islanders on Thursday, and then the Senators again. So his first game back off the suspension would be, if I'm counting correctly, would be the Avalanche on Monday, the 21st.
1: So when do they play the Penguins again?
3: Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. So the sixth game actually is the Avalanche game. So he'd be back against the Kraken on the 24th. Uh, and okay. then they they play the penguins again oh man it's not a while it's a while it's a while i got them all in march 24th i don't think they play them again in the regular season really it doesn't look like it march 24th is the last game i'm seeing and it's he's not and it's not the penguins so. <sighs>
1: maybe that's why he did it He knew he knew he wasn't going to have to deal with any repercussions for it you know he's an idiot man and like i said you know he's having an unbelievable year this season 39 games played uh 49 points 21 goals and he's having a, you know he's having a great year to his standards you know the former third round pick and now he loses six games and you know this is you know come deadline deadline's a little bit less than a month away uh, you know this this team is they're not getting any younger, you know. Yeah. Their goaltending isn't what it used to be. You know, Linus, Olmark, Swayman, I mean, they're very yeah. serviceable. Rask just retired today. Yeah, Ra- that's another thing. Tuka Rask, couple clicks for him. He retired today. Congrats on a great career. Guy's a class act. I never had yeah. any issues. One of the few Bruins I've always liked, Tuka Rask. Um, you know, classy guy you know hopefully you know I know he had issues uh with his rehab with the hip surgery and even mentioned in his uh statement you know in his retirement statement that you know he knew going into this that you know what the rehab process would be like and that there was that it wasn't going to be easy and of course you know he uh you know he he just I guess he just couldn't handle the rehab and then that's like what it would take to come back in full capacity to play at this level, and the hips are no joke, man. For a goaltender, like yeah. you know, I, I've said it a couple times when it comes to UPL here in Buffalo. UPL has already had double hip surgery. Yeah. Like he's going to have issues down the line in his career, and it's to deal later, to yeah, to do that to to deal with this are like already in his career. It's it's gonna hurt him in the long term. So I uh, I feel bad for the kid, but uh you know. Hopefully, you know he doesn't deal with the same issues that Tuca does uh, over the course of his career. But good, good career for Tuca Rask. Um, would have liked to seen him as much as I hate the Bruins. Maybe have another crack at a cup because again, Tuca is one of the guys uh, goaltenders that I've always liked in the league. Man, he's when he's on his game, he's absolutely phenomenal. There isn't many goaltenders in the league that are better. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know. But again, Marsha having an unbelievable year and putting himself, uh, you know in the stands uh, up in the press box for the next six games. It, it is really killing, uh, really killing this team. And again, that, that's, how, that's just how good of a hockey player he is. And, you know, he, he does have that instigating ability to draw penalties too. And they're going to be without that for the next six games. But like, as I said, like you can still do those things and not do what you did last night to Tristan Jari.
3: Yeah. It's just mind boggling. It really is.
1: It is. Yeah, it sucks. Um, also, on the slate, uh, the uh, Montreal Canadiens really kind of surprised a lot of people today. Not surprising that Dominic Deschamps has been fired. I think he has like an 8 and 30 something. Yeah. You know, his record is outrageously bad. Yeah. Like, it's so bad. And it's, it's wild, too, because you, you come off a finals appearance last year and then you start this year. Let me see here. 8, 30, and 7 this different. season. <laughs> they were in the finals last year. Now, granted, they've dealt with a ton of injuries. They don't have Carey Price, who is the backbone of that team. He's the anchor. He is the biggest leader. Yeah. Obviously, they lost Shea Weber uh, to start the season. Um, you know, it looks like it could be a, maybe a, a career-ending injury. I haven't heard any updates on that. I'm not sure if he's gonna be forced to retire or not but they lost a lot of pieces come to the season especially from a leadership standpoint when you think about carrie price and shea weber not being there and just a lot of moves they've made just haven't really worked out and then to hear martin saint louis is brought in as a team's new head coach on an interim basis like that is a head scratcher not because i don't think martin saint louis can't do it the guy is a hall of famer He's yeah. one of my favorite players growing up. The, that team with Tampa that he won with, LeCavier, Le Cavier. Brad Richards, Nikolai Bullen, and that, like, that team was unbelievable, man. One of my all-time favorite teams. Like. Yep, yep. Just uh, just one of my all-time favorite teams to watch that wasn't that wasn't a Sabres team. Just that team was so good under John Tortorella, uh, right. beating Calgary in the finals. Uh, yeah. Jerome McGinley captained uh, uh, Calgary Flames. I, I, I think Mika I, Kepersoff was the goalie, too.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I love that team. I you say Le Cavier and it brings back such memories. Like I, I, I tried to make my game. I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I'm six three. You know, I'm 235 pounds. Yep. I always tried to play like Le Cavier. He was just sneaky. He had some silky mitts, and yep, he just he looked like he was a force, uh, man. He was kind of, in my opinion, like a poor man's perot. You know, yeah, Jouer? like he had those long strides, and it looked. Yep, know, he was halfway down the ice. I mean, I, I love LeCavier. He's one of my favorite players of all time.
1: Yeah, dude, he was uh, such a fun player to watch. And just like I said, the def- pure definition of a power forward, man, just yeah. huge and had great hands and literally just could do what he wanted out there. And then you had St. Louis and Brad Richards, just uh guy, you, the secondary scoring on the team was unbelievable. And then Nikolai Hobby Bullen, who I think, like, I remember I had like some weird fantasy hockey thing back when fantasy hockey was like first becoming a thing where yeah. you pick teams, and I have oh, Hobby Bullen. Yeah. And uh, he was the whole reason why I won that whole pool is because it's his performance in those playoffs where I think it like eight or nine shutouts, it was something stupid, yeah. but um, yeah, and just uh, again, it's a head scratch. I think purely, I know they want like a you know, management that can speak French, and you know, obviously, I, I would assume Saint Martin St. Louis can speak French, so I think that was part of it, but also, the guy has no head coaching experience. I think he was a special teams coach under John Tortorella in yeah. Columbus. I mean, again maybe a Tortorello coaching tree thing, but <laughs> I, I just, he's, he's never been a head coach and now you're going to put him in Montreal to be a head coach. Yeah. Like I I think normally when you, when you hire and when you fire and hire a new and hire a new coach, usually the team kind of steps up in the beginning and they ha- and they have, and they did that under Granado. They played better right away. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, I, I just can't see, uh, I, I this is nothing more to me than a PR move. Yeah. I,
3: I I think my opinion on it is I think that they, you know, they bring him in. He's well-respected, obviously hall of famer um, or future hall of famer. Is he hall of Fame already? I don't even know, but yes, he is. He, okay. So he's a hall of famer. They bring him in. And my guess is they bringing him in for morale in the locker room to try to make sure these guys aren't packing in with, you know, 30 plus game, 35 plus games left. And, uh, you know i think he's it's just kind of like to make the team have some kind of morale cuz you you're, you're at 23 points currently i think they're at and like there's not there's not a whole lot to look forward to so i think it's just uh, you know it's about um you know staying positive and and looking forward and i i, I don't think he's there next year if he is i'd be shocked um cuz he well, I mean all depends playoffs, i guess but
1: it all depends, I guess, on how he performed as a head coach. I mean, if anything, man, it's gonna be fun for the first couple of weeks because, again, it is Martin St. Louis, yeah. guys. Again, you know, an absolute legend. Um, I can guarantee you one thing: Cole Caulfield won't be playing on the fourth line anymore. Because if anything, if anybody in the in the world can relate to Cole Caulfield, it's Martin St. Louis, small guy who performed at a high, one of the highest of levels at the in the NHL. So I would I would assume that Cole Caulfield, you know will be a top six, if not uh, on the top line, like where, right when they get, should <laughs> or, yeah, absolutely. Should <laughs> you should not be a fourth line player. Let's, you know, shades of Ralph Kruger, Jeff Skinner, you know? Yeah, don't, um don't Yeah. But uh, excited to see what comes from that, man. Again, we don't, we don't really know what to think because, I mean St. Louis has never been a head coach. We don't yeah. know what we're getting ourselves into. Yeah. I think the only guy that can really answer that question is the head coach of the, you know, the Columbus Blue Jack. Or not uh, uh John Tortorella.
3: Yeah. And torts and times bad. I
1: said the former head coach of the, the Columbus Blue Jacks. I'm sorry, uh, the yeah. former head coach of the Columbus Blue Jacks, John Tortorella.
3: Yeah, and tort sometimes doesn't always know what he's talking about.
1: No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He thinks fancy uh Michigan S. goals are stupid yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know. Trevor Ziegris just continues to impress me and the rest of the fans in this league. So, but uh, coming off that, um, obviously uh, I have yet to been able to get a chance to touch on this on an, an episode, but I, you know, with the recent uh, report coming out of the, um, of more victims of Bradley Aldrich, I want to touch on the town hall, the black uh, Chicago Blackhawks town hall where Rocky Wirtz went completely senile. And had an outburst after a Mark Lazarus question, which I know there's some history there between them too. I'm not too familiar with it, but I know there's some animosity. But Lazarus asked a legitimate question that should have been answered after being promised transparency from the uh, from from the team and the franchise and ownership, and he wasn't given it. But you know, again, for those living under a rock, this right here was the uh, exchange between. Uh, Rocky Wirtz and, uh, and and Mark Lazarus, and another reporter.
2: I guess my question would be for Danny. Uh, I, I know we're looking forward here, but I think we have to look back also. And I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a, a power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again? I'm going to answer the question, I I think the report speaks for itself, the people that were involved are no longer here, we're not looking back in 2010, we're looking forward, and we're not going to talk about 2010. i not talking about I, I know, and I'm not either, and we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today, and I think No, I don't, know. that's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business because i don't think it's any of your business you don't work for the company if someone in the company asks that question we'll answer it and i think you should get on to the next subject we're not going to talk about kyle beach we're not going to talk about anything that happened now we're moving on what more do i have to say you want to keep asking the same question you hear the same answer okay ask the next question okay good uh, my name is phil thompson i'm with the chicago you guys talked about a change in culture and transparency and demonstrating the, the the new culture and values um that are going to protect players and protect the organization uh in the future and it seems like the the second that we asked a question about that um it, it's met with resistance so i'm going to ask it again i answered it no i don't. I, I answered it and i told you to get off the subject you didn't not gonna, we're not going to bring up the report no, you I'm, read it, I, we're not and, asking and, about the report, we're I know, asking you're about, talking about what the, what what the report the new, was talking about, and I told you, we're, we're moving on. Now, we're I don't like people, I think you're out of line to ask this line future. of questions. Why don't you ask about something else? Why don't you ask about the GM okay, Why don't about, you do something else? Okay, I will Why don't you ask bring up old, old business? Some of the, some of the uh, uh, season ticket holders that I've talked to said that um, they're having trouble maintaining value on their resale because... You know a lot of people is that pretty, a fact saying, you, I, 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 I didn't realize you're in our ticket part, department okay could, if, let's talk about all the negative stuff when i talk about your negative. paper and, people, and what and what the sports page looks dedicated. like should i do that no these are dedicated yeah, you can't fans. even get our elite scores whole... rocky can i finish my my question because of look at the world we've been living in
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think we lost DJ again, but, um, listen, that was, uh, that was embarrassing. So fucking embarrassing on so many different levels. And it was a slap in the face to absolutely anybody who is a victim or a survivor of sexual assault. Because when you're promised transparency, um, for something that happened where you legitimately, your organization and I don't care if you fired those people and they're no longer in place, you know, whether it was Stan Bowman, Joe Quenville, whomever it might be, doesn't matter who is there, you know, and if they're gone. Does not matter. What matters is you promise your fan base and you promise hockey transparency. You promise survivors and victims of Bradley Aldrich transparency and honesty. And you did not only did you just not give that, but you pretty much spit in their faces. And you lied to them about everything you promised that you would do from that point forward. Rocky Wirtz is a senile old man and he should step down. He should have resigned after that because that was so embarrassing. So like maniacal and embarrassing that you would sit there and have that type of an outburst. They weren't asking about what happened with Kyle Beach. They're asking about, you said you're going to take steps to make sure that this doesn't happen, that that, that power struggle between player and coach where a, a coach can sit there and you know strong arm a player to to his will the way Bradley Aldrich and to Kyle Beach and his other victims and now this student that's coming out at, uh, from my uh, University of Miami Miami Ohio where this this student was literally uh sexually assaulted by Bradley Aldrich um, you know, another victim, it's absolutely unbelievable, man. I just don't – I can't believe it. And to have that type of an outburst, DJ, is just maniacal. You see Danny Words try to step in but couldn't because his father – oh, no, I got this. Eddie Olchek was just like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I have yeah, well, no clue what's going on. <laughs> and just, like, that was disgusting and embarrassing.
3: Yeah, we. I mean, we've, we've talked about this, and, you know, me and you in private have talked about this. And we both, you know, have a lot to say about it and I'm and we'll make a bigger a bigger show out of it at some point in the future. But yeah, I mean the Blackhawks, what's going on there and unraveling is, is insane. And then to see that and him not want to answer the fucking questions is is beyond bullshit. Um, you know, well I'm I'm pretty excited because mean you've talked about like maybe doing like a round table with other people, people in Chicago market, some other people and get talked you know.
1: enough. It doesn't get talked about enough.
3: It doesn't get talked, I mean if this was the NFL, this would be all over everything. Um, it's, it's, it's a sham that it's not being talked about. Um Yeah. I, I just think it's such like, it's not being talked about enough because it's an original six franchise and they're put up on this pedestal by the NHL royalty or the, his, the, the old, the old guard of the NHL who, you know, won't do shit to a Chicago team because they are an original six team. And then you got you know worth saying what he said, and, and he just comes across as an asshole. He, yeah, I thought he was worse with the second guy, cutting that guy off, not even letting him answer the question, just berating him. So yeah, yeah. and
1: I get that. And and the, the the very next day, you obviously you have uh, Rick Westhead, um, who's done an unbelievable job reporting all this since the beginning. You know, we wouldn't even you know know you know his handling of it and how je- and how gentle and. You know, he's been with just Kyle Beach, but the other victims and how he's been able to um, really tell this story as uh, eloquently. I'm not sure if that's the right, correct word, but um, as responsibly as possible uh, to protect those that that need to be heard um, and then to come out and find out there's another victim uh John Doe 3 and this story and again it's it's very disgusting you know I'm not going to get into details but you know Bradley Aldrich essentially used his relationships with guys like Stan Bowman Joe Quenville and the all-star players of like guys like you know Petty Kane and and uh See, Jonathan that. Teus and you know he used those relationships he had with those people kind of like to put himself on this pedestal to to this protege of his, I guess, who he also came out to as being you know as being gay. You know, he felt he told him he's gay. And you know, it was almost confirmed by John Doe 3 that yeah the Black Hawks pushed him to go to leave the organization and go there to, you know, because of Brian Burke's foundation. Uh I forget uh it was for his son, which I forget the name of the foundation. I feel I feel terrible about that, but uh if you can look at that up for me quick real quick DJ uh, Brian brian Burke's foundation it's for his son uh who you know who was openly gay and uh tragically died but um a foundation commemorating his son and kind of like making hockey for anybody you know in the LGBTQ, LGBTQ yeah LGBTQ uh community like you know more accepting so um i just uh it's um he was pushed to go there because you know that foundation was run out of out of that university. It's called you
3: can you can play.
1: You can play. Yes, that's what it is. You can play. Uh, it was Brian Burke's foundation and in, in memory of his son to uh, you know really make it more inclusive for the LGBTQ LGBTQ community keep butchering that i can't say things like that fast but uh the lgtbq community uh to make it more inclusive for them and you know they said kind of said that they'll be more accepting of him there and kind of just push the problem off on them where he went and had more victims including john doe two and john doe three and honestly dj like there's listen more. there's more absolutely there's, there's more there's so many. There's, there's gonna more be so and it's, not, many more. it's
3: not only the Blackhawks. There's more. And it's no, more.
1: this guy has been all over the country. He's coached international teams. He's been around kids for I don't know how long. they like he's he's got a gold medal. He's got a silver medal. Uh, you know, pl- as serving as coaches for international teams for the, uh, Team USA. Like literally, it's it's disgusting because this guy has has his the way he does you know, grooms his victims, he has it down to, to an an art, you know, and when you've had that much Mm -hmm. practice doing this, that means you've had a lot of opportunities around victims. So there's going to be more victims out there and, you know, not that they should feel forced to come, you know, come forward because every victim, you know, they need to uh, feel comfortable telling their story and feel comfortable and ready to tell their story and not feel forced to. And I hope that they do feel, uh, feel the ability to tell their story someday because you know, I've mentioned before I have skin in this game myself and it sucks man to live with that type type of darkness. And I really do hope that they feel like empowered by what's happening right now. Um, you know, seeing Kyle Beach, it, the courage it took to come forward and then do a, an, an interview with Rick Westhead after he was essentially outed by the report uh, from uh, the Chicago's, uh, the, the private firm that they hired to, to do the uh, internal investigation on the matter. Um, he was essentially outed when they, when they mentioned that it was one of the black aces. Um, I hope that these victims feel empowered, you know, to tell their story because it will be a immense relief for them. I, I would assume at least, you know, I'm not and assume how people tend to deal with those issues, but you know, it's it's you know, nobody should have to live with that type of darkness alone.
3: No, yeah. I mean it's such an important conversation. I we like you said, we we could sit here, I could sit here for two hours and talk to you about it and we can go into everything with everybody and it's I think it we will do I think we need to set something up for a bigger, a bigger scope on a bigger on a different time. But it's yeah, this is this is such a hot topic. And if it was the NFL, or the NBA, this would be headline news on every station almost all the time. Agreed. Um, and the fact that it's the NHL and it's just like, nah, it's what happens. I mean, we I said to you the other day, me and you have both played hockey for quite a while. I mean, and we know what the locker rooms are like. Yeah, uh, there's no hidden secret here that hockey hockey locker rooms are a little probably a little bit more brash than most. But I've never seen anything that goes along the lines of what Kyle Beach experienced or whatever John Doe uh two and three experienced or anyone else that's been a victim of sexual assault. Like, yeah, as they're joking and, you know, name calling. And sh- sure, absolutely. Um, But uh, to go that far is not necessary in any any realm, whether it's your job, whether it's you know, professional sports, whether, you know, whatever, it's just not okay. And then these guys that are assaulted or women that are assaulted have to go, like you said, in darkness, they have to, they have to keep it inside and hold these awful feelings and everything that they have feeling inside of them inside. Cause otherwise they're, they're castaways basically in society. Cause you're not supposed to talk about it or you're not supposed to, you're supposed to be tougher than that. And that's the stigma of, you know, that this whole scope of things is, is this like stigma that you, you know, you can't say you're tough. Like you are, you're a guy, you're a hockey player. You're yeah. not supposed to be, you know, gay, or you're not supposed to be, you know, open about sexual assault or yeah. whatever. It's just, there's, there, there needs to be the stigma and not only just with like the sexual assault stuff or assault in general, but like mental health is another one. That's like Robin Leonard all the time. Mm-hmm. he defends it to his death and it, there's all these things that need to be talked about that are not talked about especially in the hockey community. Um, I I in, I could other sports there's way more scope on it but in hockey professional and otherwise man I I'd be hard pressed to find you five stories that have to pertain with any of this shit we're just talking about.
1: Yeah, I I agree and the one the one thing that needs to be said though it's not their fault. Like no. they didn't bring these, these people they didn't bring this upon themselves. Bradley Aldrich is a sick evil human being yeah. and he's a sick individual and you know it I mean I don't I don't believe he's he, he's he's been incarcerated. I mean I know he I know he has been convicted uh, of, uh, of of uh, sexual uh, sexual assault and rape um, during his time. Uh, might have been with Miami uh, University of Miami in Ohio. Um, I know he was arrested, did nine months in jail for it. Uh, but it just for me, it's just you know it's not your fault. People you put who are in positions of power use that power to make you feel small and make you feel like, like you have to, um, you know, adhere to them because of that power. Or, you know, whether it's threatening playing time or threatening your career in, in Kyle Beach's situation, or you know, maybe maybe at, at the in the workplace it's your boss like they threaten your job or you know the countless of other such situ- situations and scenarios. I you know it's not your fault it's not no people yeah. people who are in positions of power use said power to get what they want from you and it's disgusting and that's exactly you know what happens what happened here so many times and Chicago had an opportunity to stop it from happening just with Kyle Beach and because of them not taking that opportunity and doing the right thing and that if if they because they put a Stanley cup over doing what was right. Thank God for people like Brent Sopel, who was willing to stand up years later and say, Hey, no, this really did happen. (laughs) Another guy who has a very fascinating story. Um, I, uh, you know, thank God for people like him, but like because of the Blackhawks, there are more victims.
3: Oh yeah. This is, this is, if the NHL wanted to dive into every organization, they'd find it across the board. I'm sure.
1: Chicago did just fire one, or uh, fire back in November one of their athletic trainers because they were accused of sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Just kind of weird how you announced that this week, when after all this happens, rather not back in November when you did do it. It's yeah, like did. you're not saving, you're not saving any face there, man. You you're no. you, like this, that's not going to work. Glad you did it. Glad you took responsibility and held somebody accountable, and they lost their job over it. But it doesn't matter. Like y- y- that doesn't make up for this. Sorry, it doesn't
3: 1000%. Yeah, I mean, it's this is like I said, this could be a very long winded conversation. So yep, I'm excited for the future convo of, about, yeah, it. me too. I, me too, it, it as well. To be, it needs to be addressed and it needs to be properly handled and, and it needs the attention it deserves.
1: Agreed. Uh, with that being said, though, obviously the Sabres are back in action uh tomorrow night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, getting Sabres hockey back, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But uh, but don't play, so you know, I do miss them. I know, we'll see. Craig Anderson trade deadline is right around the corner, so uh, you know, it's gonna be a quite an interesting three weeks uh in in the NHL. I think Vegas uh, is is gonna have to find a trade partner to relieve themselves of cap because Jack Eichel will be making his return very soon. It looks like I, think uh, I was texting.
3: And the next week, I think. I I was
1: texting with Jesse Granger from The Athletic, who's the beat writer for the Vegas Golden Knights early, and he's flat outside. He goes, they're not going to hold him back. They're not going to try and pull a Kuchar off and, you know, know, circumvent the cap and use Eichel in the playoffs when the cap doesn't matter anymore. They're not going to do that. As soon as Jack Eichel is ready to play, he is going to play. Um, And it looks like he's very 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 close to uh playing he's already playing it in a uh he's already not no he's no longer wearing the non-contact jersey at practice he's wearing a normal jersey so i'm uh i'm excited to see what's to come uh for uh For uh Jack Eichel and the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm not ashamed to say it because I think Jack Eichel is one of the best players in the world and I think he's going to make that team a hell of a lot better. But I'm also excited to see who they have to give up whether it's William Carlson, Laurent Broussant, the uh backup goaltender, is making 4.9 million dollars a year, uh, whether it's Riley, um, who's having a phenomenal season. You know, there's there's a number of names on that list that could that could be on their way out the door. Um, I think William Carlson, if you that's the thing, you're gonna have to. For a car, for a guy who's making five point nine, who is not performing to that level to to warrant that type of paycheck, you're actually going to have to um, take, uh, especially if you expect them to take the whole salary, you're not going to get the return that you would expect uh, if you're Vegas Golden Knights.
3: Yeah, you're getting you're getting a prospect and a low and maybe a or a low pick. I mean, you're not getting yeah, you're not going to get anything crazy from them, especially if you're going to have to take the whole contract.
1: Yeah, you know, it's all. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I just I'm excited to see who it is that helps. I hope it's Buffalo because we have a ton of cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, anyways, um, excited to get Sabres hockey back. Uh, I'm a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'm pretty sure done going to the bathroom for the night. So, <laughs> yeah, it <that laughs> was wild, man. I uh, I'll never, you know, I I just ugh ugh. Never eat like that again, like I did earlier today. I mean, I only had a sandwich with some mac and cheese when I got home here, but you know, early today I did not eat healthy at all, and I just really paid for the last hour before before we went live here. So, oh, God, I'm gonna need a bidet after, after all this. <laughs> not even gonna lie, um, clean it all out. <clears throat> Any big plans for the Super Bowl?
3: No, I, no won't, big even, plans? I won't even watch it.
1: You don't even want to watch you're not over it yet, huh? 13 seconds. 13 seconds. I can't. Hey, man. But you want to know what, man? Josh Allen, as long as we have Josh Allen, we're going to be fine. Yeah. We're going to be fine. He's going to bring a Super Bowl to Buffalo. People are going to riot in downtown Buffalo during that parade. Somebody might die. Somebody might have to be sacrificed during that parade. Honest to God. Like, he
3: might be right. Some type
1: (laughs) of human sacrifice. Yeah. I I think I am right. But, uh, (laughs) That being said, I got, not, I got nothing left, man. So this has been fun. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for hopping having on. Me on. Yeah. Really no problem, it. man.
3: I mean, I, have been, I've been dying to talk some hockey. I, I, when, you know, we've been covering the, the bills for most of the year. So uh, I'm, I'm ready to dive deep into hockey now in the off season here. And uh, I hope to, you know, have more, more conversations with you. Yep. Uh, I like it. So. yeah,
1: And just remember uh, if you want to find uh DJ, he's at, at, the real DJ Mack, uh, right there. As you see on the screen, or you can find him at bar down Buffalo on Twitter. Um, I know those guys are get, uh, getting ready to come out with some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're this we're year. working
3: on some, yeah, we're working on some fun content, some fun videos and stupid shit that we do with seven, one blitz. We're going to do with bar down Buffalo.
1: Yep. So, all right, man. Uh Thanks for hopping on. Uh, remember this is brought to you by outlet liquor, the place to buy a case. Um, don't haste. To buy a case from Outlet Liquor over on Georgeburn Boulevard for Sunday night uh, for the Super Bowl. Make sure you get over there. They have a lot of great deals on your adult beverages, or for a Sabres game night, or a matinee game, or just you play playing some pond hockey or pickup, whatever it is, man. You know you're playing hockey. You're of age. Go grab some uh, some adult beverages from Outlet Liquor. Uh, this has been episode 84 of Two Goalies One Mike. For Cully, I am Dwayne, and this is DJ. Uh, we will talk to you soon, and let's go Sabers. Go! Hey everybody, it's Dwayne from Two Goals. One Mike here to remind you that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe, hit the notification button, so whenever we go live or drop an episode, you're the first ones to know. And of course, can you give us a five star review? Really appreciate it. Helps us get noticed in the world of hockey. Podcasting does go a long way, and we really do appreciate it. And we appreciate you for listening. And while you're at it, please make sure you check out any of the podcasts with Trainwreck Sports Network and, of course, Dean Blundell's Podcasting Network guys have a ton of great content great podcasts uh for you to listen to no matter what like your forte is what sport it is or just you know music you know i know they have a ton of different stuff on all of their platforms so make sure you check that out and thank you for listening and you guys have a great day hi i'm logan anderson host of the say the damn score podcast on my show i deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by you guessed it talking to sportscasters